Well, it looks like everything is crashing in. Um, don't know what else to say, but this sucks. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into some timely wisdom and information that will hopefully help you to be able to go from rock bottom to mountaintop. I'll see you on the flip. Thank you for listening today. And this podcast, we want to keep our wisdom practical and we also want to scratch where you're itching. So today, I want you to stick with me as we get into some wisdom smacks that are going to help us to stop what has become a global issue. And that is the free fall of hitting rock bottom of of decreasing instead of increasing. And so I I just want you to know that thank you for those of you who have reached out and said, you know, can you give some practical wisdom on how to get up uh, once you've hit rock bottom or even how to stop the falling? And I got you, boo, that this is for you today and for everybody else. So before I even start, I just want to let you guys know that there is a global phenomenon that's happening where people are living shorter lives than was anticipated once we started increasing. And this uh, is another one. We are seeing different signs of it where people are not having sexual relations as much uh, today, in today's world, not, not actual today, but in today's societies. And there is a huge concept of social and financial uh, isolation and alienation, meaning that you have people who are not able to have physical relationships with others because of the financial requirement that it takes just to do that. And I'm not talking about a guy paying for a girl's meal. I'm talking about how do you get out and meet people when you don't have uh, transportation, when you don't have the money to buy updated clothes that don't have holes in them or don't look like, you know, something that's inappropriate. Yes, there are people at these levels who are inking out a survival, not even a living. And so we need to deal with this and we can only do so much, but today I'm going to give you guys some wisdoms to help us get our minds around this and hopefully help each one of you under the sound of my voice be able to do some self-diagnosis and to grasp with, I mean, grapple with where you might be and how to help yourself. So, I'm going to break this down into stopping the falling descent and then helping you to ascend and get and what it looks like once you ascend. And we're going to be doing this using a model that I've talked about a lot and that you've probably have been very familiar with over the years, and that is good old Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, uh, there is controversy saying that it doesn't capture everything. And one of the biggest criticisms that I do believe is that when it was being put forth by Maslow at the time, it tried to make people think that we were not as complex as we are, meaning that once you had your basic needs met, met then you could pay attention to your transcendence. And so it, it made it seem like because it was put into a 
pyramid or a triangle that at the bottom is the base and then uh, and then you move up from there. And what we now understand and believe at this current time is that this is a culmination of things in that you can be trying to fulfill your basic needs and still have um, a need for transcendence to be enacted in that time. Think about the homeless person that you see trying to rescue um, homeless animals and take care of them while they're all homeless. That would be a good example of basic needs not being met, but also having a need of transcendence to help others self-actualize, other beings, other people, and the like. All right. So now that I've got that said, let's get down to the good, good and make it make it where it's it's simple, it's plain, it's practical to stop falling from whatever. And for a lot of people, that's going to be financially. Maybe you have uh, lost your income. Maybe you have been sued or divorced or any uh, or medical. That is a big one. Um, had a medical malady that has uh, taken everything from you. One of the first things I want to get us to understand is when we are in that falling descent or we are in the rock bottom where it seems like the wolves at the door, everything is going to be taken and all of that. The first thing is, is to understand that hopefully there will be a day after today. That is the first thing. I know it might sound cliche and and, and simple, but you really do want to realize that you there is a there's a breath after this one. If you can't even think about tomorrow, there is a breath after this one. This is a technique that we use with people who have anxiety attacks because with an anxiety attack, it is the fear of death and dying enacting itself on you. It is a uh a, a foreboding, an evil foreboding, if you want to call it such, where the person is in the throes of what they feel is a death attack. So it is a a fear of death. And a lot of dissent, a lot of alienation, a lot of rock bottomness uh, has mimicry of this, where people don't realize that there is a lot of fear of uh, annihilation fear of erasure happening. So the first thing I want you to do is to recognize that there is a breath after this one. When people tell you to take in a deep breath, they're not just telling you to breathe. They're actually getting you to reset. And you want to reset so that you can do some major things. And that is to be able to use temporary tactics of survival. Now, one of them I'm going to mention here today is one that uh, should not be used all the time because it does. we don't want it to become a habit. But if you're in trauma, in shock, if you are in a, uh, a, bad, a bad way where you can't even think straight, you don't know which way is up, there is no cavalry coming, there is no help, there is nobody coming to save you from um, the situation that you, that you are in, What I want you to do is use this temporary tactic. Use it sparingly and only in the worst situation. And that is what we call a dissociation. Dissociate instead of associate. Move away from, splice away. Almost like cut yourself away from. And that is dissociate from all of the feelings that you're in of being beat down. Now, why am I telling you to only use it sparingly? Is because if you don't, you can get into another complex that we don't want to have to deal with called uh, bypassing, where 
you're not realistically attached to what the situation is. And therefore you fall into apathy and you can't do anything because you can't see that you need to do something. It's kind of like where you self-anesthetize so that you can't sense all of the, the things that your body and your environment sends you to tell you that it's dangerous for your continued health. You know, that person that might be sitting there staring and there is fire all around them and they're going to be burned if they don't get up and move. That's what doing this type of thing on a regular will happen. So like I said, it's dangerous, but if you need it, do that. And that is to dissociate. If, if that, and the dissociation could be pretend that it's not happening so that you can step out of yourself. And that's why we're using the term dissociate from yourself. Step out of yourself and then turn around and look at your situation and take what is called the observer's role. Now, an observer has an advantage, and that advantage is objectivity. When you are able to dissociate from this being you and look back at it as if it's another person, you immediately become an expert on what someone needs to do. Isn't it funny how a lot of times people have quick answers of opinions asked or otherwise of what someone else needs to do and they can just see your situation so clearly and why are you making this so hard and why is it so blah, 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 blah. And it is because that they have been able to remove the emotional impact and the subjectivity of all the stuff that's going on in your life that keeps you from seeing this stuff. So that is a temporary tactic to use. The next thing I'm going to say with regards to falling, uh, stopping the falling, stopping the descent is to return to basics. Now, when we say return to basics, this is to be able to inhabit a quick coping approach and this is where we start to work with Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so he talks about survival needs, which are the basic needs. And in survival, those are going to be your physiological needs and your safety needs. So the first thing you need to do when you are at rock bottom or you are free falling, and for some of you, you're going to be like, duh, I know this, but you need to secure and take care of your basic needs of um clean air, a clean water, good food, you know, nutritious food, proper sleep, adequate clothing, sufficient shelter, and reproduction if you're in that particular phase and that's important to you. All right. And so when I talk about reproduction or it's that internal drive to leave a legacy and reproduction can also mean sex because yes, that is part of a physiological need um, that we all have. And so those are some of the basic needs. Let me say them again, air, water, food, sleep, clothing, shelter, reproduction. There are a few more, but for the most part, they are encompassed here. So returning to this uh, basic, also check in on safety. Safety is actually a tier above uh, physiological needs, but safety is going to be personal security. Uh, it's going to be things like having resources, including health or ways to get uh, yourself taken care of, like a clinic or a hospital, property, you know, somewhere that you can have your shelter erected. And then this is a big one. Um, 
It could be employment or daily income or career actions, but those things are going to provide safety. Now, why do we want to return to the basics? Because nine times out of 10, when there's a free fall and a descent, if these particular needs are not met, they are the fastest and the shortest links to our feeling of being able to sustain and not die. It is hard for someone to get out of their rock bottom if they don't have food and they're hungry, if they can't breathe, if they don't have a place to sleep, especially if it's not safe, Uh, shelter, if they don't have uh, a way for income to come in on a regular basis. These are going to be problems. So going back to the first thing that you want to do is stop the falling, address the basics. Do not try to worry or figure out the other stuff that comes after that. Uh, Fix the basics. And if you're trying to fix the basics for you and people who depend on you, whether it be family or someone that you're responsible for, that also is included in this. And this is the survival part. This is where you look at first natural, then spiritual. Take care of the stuff. It is hard to get someone to be excited about politics when they don't know where their food is coming from for today. It is hard to get someone to be excited about global warming or global climate change when they don't have shelter. And I know that might sound harsh to a lot of people, but we have to realize where part of our family is because we are all connected. This is all a network, all of it. And too many times people are always trying to talk about uh, money, 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 money. And money is is not going to do it. I heard someone recently say, uh, if you ever want to know um, about the role of money, switch you for money, meaning that if you're gone and money is only here and it's only money on this earth, what will money do? What can money do? And so it helps to put it back into perspective that we use money. Money is a tool for us. Money is simply an energy that we have permission and authority to manipulate. Okay. So this is not about money. This is about us. Okay. So stopping the descent, if you have to dissociate from those feelings and uh, get into a more objective role of looking at yourself as an outside observer, and then give yourself, um, wisdom. Give yourself advice on how to stop the falling. The next thing is, is return to the basics. Take care of the things like basic air, water, food, shelter, clothing, production, your safety, security, get some employment or daily income or or have a career action, your resources, your health, your property. Now, one of the things that's very practical in this area that is very hard for us, especially if it's of a financial situation, Pick up a way to contact those people or those organizations that are causing uh, a lot of problems, whether it be your utilities, your, in, your, your home or whatever. Even if you don't have the way to satisfy what is expected, contact them. Because if you let them know where you are, you'll be surprised that they are might, might be willing to help you as opposed to going silent and just 
just being locked in your own mind of misery. All right. I I know it sounds counterintuitive and it's very hard. It takes a lot of um, emotional and mental stamina to pick up a phone and call someone and say, hey, I'm I'm not going to avoid you, but I don't have it right now or whatever. Trust me, I've been there. You know, it's not like it's far removed. I understand. And I'm telling you that wisdom says do face it, deal with it, because this is going to help you deal with your psychological excuse me, your physiological needs and your safety needs, okay? So that's the first thing. Now, after the survival needs are met, then we move into the thriving needs. And these are going to be your psychological ones. That's going to be like love and belonging, meaning that we then, not then, but we we need friendship, immediate uh, intimacy, family, and a sense of connection. We also need esteem which is going to be respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. And then now these two were not originally on the hierarchy of needs as they came out originally. It used to only be five levels, but now it's up to eight. <laughs> but um, these were not in the original, but they are very important and they and they live in this area. And that is your cognitive and aesthetic needs, meaning cognitive, meaning your your need to know things, have a sense of meaning about you and your self-awareness of who you are. And then your aesthetic needs, meaning what do you look like? Your beauty, do you have balance? Are, what does your form look like? Uh, because it matters what people see and how how they see you. Okay, so moving into this from stopping the immediate free falling to understanding that you do need love and belonging. You need to have a sense of self-esteem when people are um, are not uh, having a lot of uh, financial stability, meaning they're having, um, you know, problems with flow. One of the first things that they, they realize that they didn't wouldn't have is that the areas of love and belonging, esteem, aesthetics, and cognitive needs, that middle tier, that thriving area of psychological needs is hit very hard. And the reason why is if you don't have uh, income, the things that you normally did to maintain your outer persona, you can't keep up. You can't go and get your hair cut regularly or get it styled. You can't go if you're female or male or whatever, it doesn't matter, and get your nails done on a regular basis by a professional. Or you might not even be able to afford it to do it on your own. Uh, you may not be able to afford better quality foods and thus you have to get inferior foods, which might cause your body to uh, expand because of the lower quality and the body trying to handle these things. Also, uh, with regards to your self-esteem and your status, your status will take a hit. I will tell you, with regards to love and belonging, when, when others, it's unfortunate, but when others find out that you don't have the means, sometimes your friendships uh, and your family and your sense of connection gets weird or or weakens. And I hate to say it, but sometimes when, when you don't have the income coming in, people treat you like you have a communicable disease. And so it does make um it, it does make you have these alienations. So remember I talked about there is a vast majority of people who are having social and financial alienation. Think about it. What if you're uh you're looking for love? 
it doesn't matter what age you are. If you're trying to find companionship and you don't have the basics that people take for granted of somebody, even if they say, oh, let's just meet for coffee. But to meet for coffee, that means you got to have gas in your car or you got to be able to get a ride share or or whatever to get to them. And then you got to have the money for that. And then you need to look presentable. So you see how all of that is is starting to happen. So that's the, the middle tier and it, it matters. So once we have stopped the free fall of dealing with the basics, it's time for us to now start to plan a, a daily plan. And I say a daily plan because when you're at this rock bottom, everything becomes a giant in your life. Everything that you used to take for granted becomes a giant obstacle that you have to overcome. And so in order to develop a daily plan of of survival, because now you're in survival, we stopped free flow and now we're in survival. What you want to do is your plan is first and foremost to stabilize and to be able to stabilize you have to be able to clarify and get clarity. To get clarity, again, we're going to look at our Maslow Maslow hierarchy of needs and figure out, do a, um, a status check. What do I need? Where am I? Do I have food, shelter, air? You know, those types of things. Am I able to have a place to sleep of safety? Do I have some income? And for a lot of people right now, that is the area where you're going to have to get your plan because the income, the money, the being able to take care of yourself in a capitalist society is where the free fall is happening. And I'm going to just cut to the chase now. And that is that you're going to have to have an observer's view. If you are out there, say, for instance, you've been laid off and it's been months or even years and you're like, I I don't know where the money is coming from. The, The unemployment insurance has expired and you don't know where the money is coming from. You have to change Uh, to get stable and understand that at this particular time, money does not come from a job. Listen to me. I know this might sound hard, but this is going to help you to stop the free fall and to get stabilized. At this particular time, you have to be observant. Remember the observer that is objective? If money, if you don't have a job, money is not going to come from a job. So in the you, Yes, you can still apply for jobs, still network and those types of things, but you're going to have to make room for income to come. And that comes with choices, just little bitty choices of what you're going to do. And you might be saying, well, Michelle, I don't know what to do. Well, for one, as you are going through this, look and see where you are. And that's going to move us into that that middle part that I talked about with the cognitive needs, knowledge, meaning, and self-awareness, meaning do you have the skills, the know-how to go and create income from another way than you were used to? And nine times out of 10, you're not going to, but I'm going to tell you this, that even if you don't have a computer and our internet or a phone, 
go to the library. Uh, if you, most countries now have them. If you, especially if you're in the United States, go to the library and get on the computer and start looking for things. You can get free phone numbers at this particular time of recording. You can get a free Google uh, number. And that Google number, when somebody calls it, you can set up a voicemail. They can actually send text and you can check it online. So if you're saying, oh my gosh, I don't have my phone anymore. It's turned off. I still need to communicate with people. Always keep an additional uh, Google voice phone number and give that number out. And when you go to the library to check, you can go straight to Google Voice and it will tell, it will play the voicemails that came in. It will show you the text messages that came in. And so that is still a way for you to be viable. And you can even tell people it might get give give me at least 24 hours to respond, but I do get my messages and blah, blah, blah. However you want to handle that. The next thing, while you're at that library, um, a lot of times they will let you um uh, attend classes there that they have. Check out the free classes and that kind of stuff. But for that person that says, look, I need money almost immediately and I don't know how to do it outside of a job, this is the first stability point I'm going to give you. I want you to listen carefully, okay? So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to take an inventory of your personal resources that you have. If you have a car, if you have a phone, if you have access to the internet, those are things that I want you to take inventory of. If you don't have a car, then do you have a way to uh, have mobility? If you don't, then you need to get one. If you say, for instance, you're like, I don't have enough money to pay for ride shares or for somebody to pick me up, then the next thing you got to do is you got to figure out how to get mobility, whether that means going to a pawn shop or someplace and getting a bicycle or one of those little razor thingies that, you know, get you. Yes, you got to start where you are. And then the next thing is getting a way to get on the internet because in today's world, the fastest way without a job that you're going to be able to make money is you're going to have to do it through the internet. And then once you get to the library or even if you have your phone, I want you to Google and look at how to become an affiliate. A-F-F-I-L-I-A-T-E, an affiliate. An affiliate is going to be a person who gets paid by a producer, a vendor, or someone to bring them people. So what you're going to do is figure out how to be an affiliate. Like I said, if we're talking fast, I get people ask me all the time, what's the fastest way to start making money online if I don't know what I'm doing? And I say the same thing as many others at this particular time, become an affiliate because you don't have to know how to make a product. You don't have to know uh, how to put it up on the internet. You don't have to incur the cost of delivery and hosting and domains and all of that. But what you can do is you can use Use your social aspect of learning how to attract people to you and then you direct them to the producers. So one of the biggest things for your stability plan, if you're needing income and you don't have a job, is learn how to become an affiliate and then your job becomes 
getting people interested enough in what you have and what you're talking about to get them to go to where you point them. It used to be that all you needed to do is to wave your hands and say over here, and then you could show them the product and say, buy it. But now more people are more savvy about that. And what you need to do is you need to wave your hands and go where the people are, learn what they're looking for, and then you become very good at saying, hey, I noticed you're looking for this. Well, I found it. It's here. And so instead of you marketing and selling to people, you become their resource. You can think of yourself as a personal product concierge, where you do all the footwork for people for what they're looking for, so that when they are looking, you can say, hey, I already did this for you, and I found out these are the products that you're looking for. These are the droids you are searching for kind of thing. It does. It sounds maybe convoluted if you've never heard of it, but trust me, there, is, there are so many different resources that you can access online, whether you have your phone or internet access or not. You can go to the library and do a Google search on there or whatever search engine they have. And there are uh, so many YouTube videos and free resources that will teach you how to become affiliates and how to start getting people's attention and becoming a resource for them. That is part of the stabilization plan. For some other people, your stabilization plan is going to be with what you eat. If, for instance, you're finding that your problem is that your health is unstable. One of the biggest things that you can start with, especially if the the money is an issue, is by what we put in our mouth. And I'm going to tell you this. If you're having a hard time affording things, and I'm saying this because I actually heard from some people who are going to be losing their food access, meaning our government has decided that they're going to take away benefits from people by saying, if you don't have a job, then you don't deserve these. But then they don't realize that it's hard to get a job. You can't force somebody to give you one. So it's a vicious cycle. And so for these people, I'm going to tell you that there are many programs that you can go through. But if you don't know what program to go through, whether it be some type of charity or not, or you don't have access, say, for instance, you're in a smaller town, what you're going to do is go to your uh, local food places, ask to speak to the manager, you know, and say, look, I am not here to buy food because I cannot afford it. But ask them for resources. Are there shelters or places that you give your uh, expiring food to that you can direct me to? Or is there a way for me to come to you at those times? You will be amazed at how many are going to say yes and give you information about food that they are no longer legally able to sell. And thus they must either throw it away or give it away. And that is going to be um, one of the things that you can do to immediately address your food needs and your hunger needs. And the reason why I say that is because um, perishable foods, fresh fruits and vegetables, expiring proteins of meats and things are all going to come into this category. Some companies 
We'll set it up where you can come get it directly from them. Some companies are going to prefer you go to a middle person who has liability insurance or that kind of thing. Because we live, especially in the United States, we live in a litigious society. And a lot of these companies want to give you the food, but they can't lest they give you something that makes you sick and then you sue them. And so it's unfortunate, but be willing to ask those questions. I've talked about this in a previous podcast of how to get information uh, when you don't know what to ask. And that's when you go to the person or the company and you ask them, if you were in my predicament, knowing what you know about your company, your industry or, or whatever, what would you do? And that way you are uh, framing it for them to give you inside knowledge and wisdom. So if you don't know what the proper term is to ask for these food things, ask them, are there any kinds of agencies? Is there a particular way I need to frame this so that people know what I'm talking about? And do not make it where you force them to come up with your solution. If they say, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about or whatever. Remember, no means next. You are simply in your stabilizing plan to stop the fall and to get on stable ground. Another area that you need to look at with regards to this is shelter and those types of things and finding ways to have good shelter. There are many people that are looking at trying to make rent meet the mortgage and and those types of things. And you would be surprised at how this is happening. There are many people who are using very clever and creative ways to enact their cognitive needs of knowledge and uh, figuring out ways to make do. Whether it be, depending on where you are and what you have to work with, whether it be uh, moving out of your home into a um, a shared space with others, like, you know, going in on a communal thing, which is becoming a real option for people, or if it is going in on your own and um, building your own type of mobile shelter, whether it be a tiny house, a, a, a a mobile storage unit. Yes, there are people buying transports that cost about five grand and turning them into a sustainable something that they can carry with, uh, you know, carry around with a truck. There are just many different ways. There's van life, uh, car life, all these different things. But understand that this is a stabilization plan that is meant to be temporary. All right. So once we move from getting stabilized, then we want to start our ascent. And that means that we need to then develop a grand strategy that incorporates all the levels of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs where they're all doing well so that we don't end up here again, because there is a way to stop the ebbs and flows. You know, people don't realize that you can have it where 
You're not always waiting for, you know, the bad times to take everything that you've built away. And that is to have a grand strategic plan. Now, with the grand strategic plan, it's kind of like a a life plan, a life book, if you will, where you figure out how you're going to always keep the plate spinning for each one of these levels, how you continue to get your biological or physical needs met, how you uh, maintain your safety how you maintain community, society, friendships, love, sex, all of those things, how you continue to feel good about yourself, have some type of status uh, and and reputation, how you keep your mental health, where, where you have your cognitive needs and where you look presentable and can feel good about what you look like. And then moving into self-actualization where you continue to have personal growth and self-fulfillment and then that transcendence where you are helping others. Now, with this grand plan, the first thing I'm going to tell you is, is that you need to understand the difference of micro and macro strategic things in your life. Uh, There is a difference between the individual and the group. And a lot of times we conflate or confuse the two where we might think we're building a personal strategy and we're only building one that works for the group. Let me give you an example. Most people believe if they're having financial issues that the strategy is to get another job. But the job is possibly part of a macro plan where the society needs many people working at one goal to fulfill something. And if, for instance, your society no longer needs that, then your plan does not work. And a lot of people are not understanding the wisdom of looking at what is going to be a macro thing, meaning a group can make use of it as opposed to an individual thing, all right? So let me share with you one that can be macro and micro that a lot of people use when they're starting this grand strategy. And that is to have reliable self-income. Now, Individually or micro level, where it's detailed and it's small and it's individual, that might be where you start to learn how to sell your goods your ser- or your services. And that could be a person who, say, for instance, you are a barber, you cut hair, or you are a baker, you make cakes and pies. That's going to be a micro level part of your goal for your individual strategy. If you're wanting to look at it as a macro goal, because eventually if you're good at it, you're going to be forced to look at this anyway. That's when you're going to move into having a business where you are able to supply things to, you guessed it, instead of individuals to groups. What happens when a local supermarket calls and says, we would love to have your products in our store. Either you're going to remain an individual one-on-one type of uh, micro level tactician where you do, you know, one-on-one selling, or you're going to move up into the macro. So in these grand strategies that we're going to have, I hate to say it, but it's simple. 
And it comes from just using what's already been given to us by those who came before us. And when I showed people that a lot of times you can do a lot of diagnostic work just by looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs for your own life to see where you are and how to stop the the issues that come, you can definitely do that. All right, so let's get back to this strategy. So your grand strategy for most people, like I said before, your grand strategy should be to have a good life, but that good life looks different for each individual person. And I'm going to tell you with the grand strategy, incorporate all the, these different levels of Maslow's hierarchy of need so that you'll be able to self-diagnose when you're going off a little bit on one or another. All right. So now that we've started our strategy for ascent and a strategy is to be able to have benchmarks of success, benchmarks of attainment along the way. So understanding micro and macro, we've gone over that uh, where your micro is going to be with the details and the small parts. And it's going to be for the individual where macro is going to be about subjects, movements and large parts and for the group. And I've given you examples of what a micro and a macro can look like when you're not realizing that this isn't a strategy for the individual. This is just for the group. And that would be a job. So say, for instance, you have not been able to get a job. That means that that strategy was a macro strategy for a group that they are not necessarily needing you to fulfill. So you need to move to a personal individual micro strategy. And that micro strategy, like I said before, is going to be something that you can start doing immediately, aka affiliate marketing. Uh, A lot of people are online using social media to do this very thing. Uh, There are examples of people who are taking folks along with their journey. So say, for instance, you say, Michelle, I, I hear you. I'm in this predicament. I don't know what to do. Let me give you a quick case study because I want to make sure that we take the time to go over this because this is practical wisdom that's going to help you. There was a lady, not was, she's alive and doing well. And our case study for today is going to be uh, based on um, a lady who uh, had a struggle with her uh, weight and it had been a struggle all of her life and she was tired and fed up. And so she took her phone and she took a picture of where she was in her weight. And she says, I'm going to commit to this. Now, let me just say this as well. It wasn't just about uh, weight. It was that she was having problems with her um, weight and her mental uh, capacity of um not being depressed. And so she put it out there and she shared her journey. And so each day she would post on Instagram her exercise and and what she was doing to change her life. And so people started following her and she got used to doing this on a fairly regular basis. People, like I said, started following her and thus she started enacting a micro-leveled plan to work with. Now, if you go back to Maslow's hierarchy of need, you're going to see that this is on multiple levels. Let me tell you which levels these are on. These are on the uh, love and belonging, meaning uh, relationships, society, and those types of things. This was also on a cognitive level, knowledge, meaning self-awareness, mental health, those types of things. But it was also part of 
um, the uh, safety need, protection, security. Um, and, and when you say, well, how is it safety? Because there is quote unquote safety in numbers. And when we can create an environment of support, we feel, you guessed it, safer. And so by her enacting these levels, because these were what she needed to be able to do something, she started to grow. And now she has been able to parlay this into becoming a a beacon, a paragon of uh, her society for people to look at. And she has now helped a lot of other people on their journeys to do something similar. And that is where she moved from micro to macro. She now has an app. She has um, weight plans and lifestyle plans and and, uh, other different things that help people. And that's how she was able to start from her rock bottom to get to her mountaintop. All right. So you can look at her. Her name is Jody. Arias, and you can find her on Instagram. And let me give you, uh, you know, because I love to give a shout out to to different people who are doing some mighty wonderful things. Um, and just like looking at her, uh, her her journey is um, amazing. She even was able to do it uh, with her um, birth. Um, labor and birth of her, her, her child. And I, I mean, May, I said, Josie, Maisie, excuse me, you guys, Maisie, M-A-Z-I-E, uh, and Arias, R, oh, excuse me, uh, R-A-R, why am I unable to talk, you guys? Um, A-R-I-A-S, Maisie Arias, okay? And so I'll put uh, a link to her Instagram to give her a shout out uh, for the podcast today as well. So anyway, uh, going through getting your grand strategy of incorporating all your levels of Maslow's hierarchy of need, and then uh, looking at the difference of micro and macro. If you don't know where to start, I'm just going to tell you now. Start with the micro. How can you use whatever area it is that you need to shore up in here to start doing what you need to get it balanced. If you need income, safety, you know, that's where your job and stuff comes in. If you need that, that's where you start. If you need um, the uh, love and belonging, say, for instance, you're lonesome, you're lonely, and those types of things. If you need that, then that's where you start. But always understand that there is a way for you to start to get movement. And we're going to talk about that right now. And that is that when you're in your uh, strategy for ascendance, I want you to look for flow, flow, F-L-O-W. Look for what is not flowing. Anything in your in your life that is not flowing, that is stagnant, that has stopped, that is dormant, that is a pretty good indicator of where you need to give attention. So if you don't have good health, that means that your flow of health has stopped. If you don't have consistent income, that means you have a money flow problem. If you don't have lasting, ongoing relationships, it might not be that you have to have a relationship with everybody you've ever had one with, but you do want to make sure that you are having good relationships and support, look at that. 
Um, and, and so those are some of the areas that are going to, to really benefit you. A lot of times people think that their money flow is based on, like I said, a, a, a preconceived notion of where it comes from, when a lot of times it has really nothing to do with your ability to get an income or make a job. It actually has, um, it, it's based in another area that if you identify it, remember, we're going to use that observer, then you'll be able to figure out how to fix it. So let me give you another quick case study. Uh, a person who could not you know, find employment. And I'll just be honest, they had a prickly disposition. They couldn't see it, but they were kind of a hard personality type. But they, their flow of creativity was off the charts. They uh, were great at going and um, being able to put things together and shop for great bargains and all this kind of stuff. And when they finally realized that maybe I'm not supposed to get my money from someone else's job. Maybe I'm supposed to get my income from sharing my creative flow. That'll do. They started by um, putting Pinterest boards together, putting ensembles in the store. I was like, you don't have to buy it because I mean, actually, I was helping consult them. I was like, you don't have to go buy it. What you need to do or should consider doing is when you go to a store, go in and if you find a, a, a cute little outfit, one that you wouldn't wear, but somebody else might be interested in, put it together on a rack in the store and say, I just found this at this store. Do you think it's cute? Get some engagement. Well, lo and behold, they started doing that. Guess what? They were offered a position at the store where they were, and now they're going to be a buyer for the store. Oh, and by the way, they have people that want them to help consult on their style looks who have the money to pay them. So you see, looking at your ascension strategy of how to start going toward what is for you and, and what's going to help you rise from this bottom up to your mountaintop, you do it by looking at where you have flow issues or where you have an abundance or an overabundance of flow. Uh, a lot of people call this passion, and sometimes it may be passion, but sometimes it may just be that this is the area that you're, it, it doesn't take as much for you to operate in, okay? There have been many times when people are like, yeah, I'm really good at something, and I'm like this. I might be really good at something where the flow is easy there, but I don't have a passion for it. But people might think I do because I'm so good at it. And that might be the same for you. That might be an area where you look at to tap into to be able to shore up some of the other areas where your flow is off. All right. So as we're closing this down, I want to talk about another part of your transcendent strategy that is to me a multiplier. Whatever you're trying to do, if you, if you, um, include some of this, it will multiply your efforts. And that is the part of transcendence. That's that tippy top capstone of the um, Maslow's hierarchy of need that he added many years later after he first released his original Maslow um, pyramid, you know, hierarchy of needs pyramid. And that is transcendence. And transcendence is basically where now you want to help others to uh, self-actualize and to be better. And so that's where you can become the sage, the teacher, or you can become a volunteer and a helper, a supporter. And one of, like I said, it's a multiplier because when you are able to do what you're doing and help others, 
there's just something about it where you get this added little extra boost or a level up because you're helping other people. Some people call it good karma. Some people call it lady luck. But if you want to get out of the doldrums, out of the free fall and get to the mountaintop, make sure that in all of your doing, don't just do it for yourself. Always find ways to help others um, to self-actualize or help others along the way. There have been times when I needed money and I would take what I had and um, go and get changed. Maybe I only had a 20 and I needed money. And I know this might sound crazy, you guys, but I would find ways to spend it. Uh, Whether um, I gave it uh, out like just by drop, literally going to Walmart and dropping five, a couple of five dollar bills um, on the, 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 you know, on the asphalt or whatever. And you guys, I, I, I know I'm going over, but I just want to tell you this last one about, you know, w- when we're talking about transcendence, I heard a great opportunity the other day and I'm going to be doing it and I want to share it with you as well. And that is, At this particular time, we're in the holiday season and I wanted to find ways to be transcendent and to help others self-actualize. And I normally give to places that I like. And so like, I love Wikipedia. I give to Wikipedia. Um, I give to organizations that I feel are doing what they are saying and not just making their rich uh, benefactors or trustees or whatever rich. And so what I uh, am doing is uh, um, school lunches. There are a lot of kids who have balances for school lunches. I don't have any kids, never had any kids. But this lady made that aware. She was like, there are a lot of kids who have school balances and they don't get to eat what others get to eat. And I'm like, wow, that's important. (laughs) And so contacting my local schools in my area, we have about four of them here that I'm contacting. I'm like, how can I put money on the books for these children? And so you don't have to do this, but this is one of the ones. And like I said, it's transcendence. And let me just say this little part about altruism. Uh, Altruism is easy when you've already got the money and your other needs established and flowing altruism takes a bigger step when you do it out of your sacrifice. Now, don't give everything away, but you know what I mean. Don't be so focused and so stingy and thinking that you don't have enough to share because that is one of the fastest ways that you can get out of this. Um, there there, There are many people that have talked about giving your way out of a situation and you can definitely do that. How you do it is up to you. I'm not telling you that you have to do it like I do it. But that is a multiplier that I want you to be aware of. So in my last few minutes, let me go on and recap uh, from the rock bottom to mountaintop. The first thing is, is you want to stop the fl- stop the falling. And to do that, maybe if it's real bad, you're in trauma, you can't think straight, you don't know which way is up, dissociate from those feelings to step outside of yourself and look at your situation from an observer's role by offering yourself advice. Take the advice, by the way. And then the next thing is, is you want to return to basics. You want to put down all the different levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and look and see which ones you need to sure up. Because if you can do this diagnostic of what areas need to be taken care of before you can deal with others, that will help you to get organized and get 
to the point where you can make a plan. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I'm going to give you all eight um, instead of the original five are these. Uh, your basic needs of uh, having food, air, drink, shelter, warmth, sex, and sleep. The next one would be safety needs where you have protection, security, order, law, limits, stability. The next one would be love and belonging where you have family, affection, relationships, or, you know, employment, a work group, that type of thing where you have, you know, that. The next one is your esteem needs where you have achievement, status, responsibility, reputation. Uh, then the next one would be cognitive needs where you have knowledge, meaning, and self-awareness. After that, really important, pay attention to this one, is aesthetic needs where your outward look, your beauty, balance, form, uh, what you look like uh, to the world is another one. After that one, self-actualization. That's where it's personal growth, self-fulfillment, a desire to become most you can be. And then we've got at the capstone, at the top, transcendence. That's where you help others to self-actualize. You become a sage. You um, become a teacher. You give back and you help. You become a volunteer, a supporter, a benefactor, those types of things, okay? So once you go through those and you look and see which one needs to be addressed first, I'm gonna just cut to the chase. Most of the ones at the bottom, the survival ones are going to be ones that if you're in free fall, you probably need to take care of those to make sure you, you can uh, sustain life. First natural, then spiritual, you guys. So once you get um, the free fall stopped, where you can breathe, then it's time to uh, move into a stability plan. And this stability plan is going to be where you start looking at how you can address whatever main needs that need to be addressed. And if you can, pick no more than three. So if you need to have income, if you if you need to stabilize your health, if you need to stabilize your mind, your thinking, you know, you've got depression and those types of things. This is where the stability plan is going to come in. And that plan, I'm going to encourage you to break it down to whether it is a micro or a macro meaning that do you have to do you need to do something on an individual level with details and small accomplishments or should it be on a macro level where it's a large and it's a big subject or movement and this is another thing that I didn't say before that I, I made notes and I want to say at this particular time and that is that during your stability make sure that you are getting up to the level of being able to survive. That is what stability is for because once you are able to survive, uh, meaning that you have vitality and you can live, then we're going to move into your ascent strategy. Now your ascent strategy is the builder strategy and that's where I want you to become a builder um, whereas the survivor is about maintaining an existence, the builder is about building for a better future. And I need you to command yourself to activate your creative spark. So remember the lady who didn't think she had any talents or skills and had been looking for a job for a while, but she had a great love of shopping and a great eye for fashion. So she started by using a free Pinterest board and started putting her creations together. She could go window shop, but she couldn't afford it. So in the store, she would put together ensembles around the store, take pictures of them and post them and give credit back to 
to the store to the point where the store was like, hey, do you want a job here? She got the job. She continued doing her Pinterest, her social media, and the company now wants her to be a buyer for them. And there are people who now hire her to do their 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 lookbooks for the season and, and their shopping. And so she parlayed her creative spark to be able to uh, help her with her, her situation. So once you start doing this, you need to develop your grand strategy that's going to incorporate incorporate all the levels of the triangle so you can always keep them going so that you don't fall back into this situation again. And in order to do that with your grand strategy, you're going to start looking for flow. Look for where you don't have flow because the goal in this grand strategy is going to make sure that there is a consistent flow and movement in these different areas. Kind of think of all the plates continuing to spin. And with that creative flow, you, I mean, with that flow, you can start with looking at these are some of the major ones. Um, money flow, relationship flow, emotional flow, and creative flow. If you look at those four to start with and decide which ones need some help or which ones are sputtering out, stop and start, or struggle, that is going to be an area where you're going to start to attack your grand strategy and your grand ascension plan of being able to have better life mastery. And then you're going to pay attention to transcendence where you have become better. And that means that you're able to become a sage, a teacher, a giver, a supporter, uh, give to others. Don't be so stingy just to look at yourself. And I want to say this as we're coming to a close, that even if you don't have a lot, you can always have a part of transcendence effective in your life. Remember the homeless person helping to save other um, homeless or misplaced uh, dogs and cats and domestic animals? There is always a way for us to do it. All right. So guess what? Yes, my time is up. I know this one was detailed, but I wanted to make sure that I addressed it as best we can with some practical wisdoms to get you started. I am going to put the link to the case study of uh, the lady for Instagram, and I'm going to put Maslow's hierarchy of needs in the show notes. Check them out. And don't forget, please consider using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ when you do all of your Amazon shopping to support the show. And check out other show notes on how to support. And until tomorrow, I'm going to bid you a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.